I've got, you know, like most places, you've got an academic environment or you've got an old environment or, and many, many organizations are like this. You've got a lot of complexity, a lot of business processes going on, information being collected all over the place. And after, you know, five years, 10 years, 20 years, you just, you don't know where this stuff is anymore, right? And mm. that is, you know, the ICO isn't concerned about you losing a, a thousand PCs. They're concerned about you having lost data. And so in terms of like the final kind of financial liability um, and, and just, you know, the protection of people really and, and our research data as well, because research is, we're not a, we're not one of those universities that's like getting 80% of the revenue for research. There are some, but it's still 20, 25%. It's, it's many millions per year. Uh, and we deal with, you know, big industry partners who, who want you to protect that. And it, it can be very, very challenging in an academic uh, environment. It's typically you know, not, not terribly mature in terms of systems management and that kind of stuff. So, and I have very limited resource. If I at least know where the data is, see currently where we're, a lot of people are prioritizing based on how bad the vulnerability is or how bad this is or that is. But what if you prioritize instead of on the data? So if, if I, you know, because this, this is our approach, is, implement Lapide, and I, most people use it to monitor file shares and stuff. I'm like, no, I'm gonna push this out to every single desktop and laptop in the environment. Right, yeah. Because I, I know that you know, someone in HR will have been keep, keeping, I don't know, has, getting copies of passport photos and not deleting them off, off their, their thing, you know, uh, or applications and, and student admissions and this and that, just, just gaps in process and, and this, things that have been overlooked for, for years. Are those the sheep? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to meet myself. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep, keep it all like that. So I find it, it gives, it's kind of like asset management, but for your data. So you know where the stuff is, and then you can, you can really prioritize. For me, if I have you know, an HR system or a student admission system or a research system that's got loads of sensitive data on it, that's got you know, personal records for 20, 30, 40,000 people on it, that one system, and this can be a desktop on someone's desk, you know, that one system is more important to me than, you know, 300 public access PCs that I have in the library. Those, those aren't as important to me. So it, it allows me to prioritize. And you know what? I'm going to clean that up. I'm going to tighten those access controls. Uh, I've got a lot, of, a lot of people that have access to this that don't need to, or they may have left and all this stuff. But it, it allows me to very quickly, sure, I've only fixed that one system because I've only addressed that one system, but it had a substantial percentage of the amount of kind of, you know, data risk to it. You know, if, if, if I lose 50 PCs in the library of public access PCs, it's not going to make the news. If I lose one that had a bunch of passports on it or whatever, I keep saying passports because I speak about Marriott so often, but that, that's going to make the news. That's going to be a, a far bigger reputational loss. That's going to bring the ICO down on me. Um, so that, that was kind of, I had the strategic view of really cleaning up the environment that we have. It makes so much sense to me because I feel that like sometimes people kind of get so bogged down about, I don't know, that, that they've forgotten what they're actually trying to protect. <laughs> like, what, what is the whole point of Skipwell? It's to stop people stealing stuff or compromising or... But ultimately, it's about the data. Like that's the stuff that actually really matters. So, figure out what that risk is. That's really important. Know where your risk is. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, the, the, the availability and the integrity of the systems is obviously also important. Of course, and right, it's, it's right. Kind right. of where I was, uh, you know, where I was coming from most of the time, and protect the system, protect the data on it. But in this case, at least, I, I kind of shifted away from my traditional approach in that it, I've got fundamental issues that are going to take me a while to solve, but I can mitigate a significant amount of our exposure quickly just by identifying where it is and addressing the you know one percent of systems that have eighty percent of our data on it. That that really helps me prioritize it and reduce risk significantly on the limited resource that we have. That, that, that may, and that, that's a really common use case for a lot of our clients is they realize that actually, frankly, they're in, they've got a bit of a mess and they need to figure out, well, what do we do while we try and fix all these other things? How can we start to figure out well, what is the stuff we want to protect? And that, how, how, how do we get down to the real basics of this stuff as well? It's, yeah. it's quite interesting. Yeah. That's cool because you, you guys have that, that punchline, like security starts with data. And I was, yeah. you know, the, the data always mattered. But to be honest, I was always a bit more about the systems than I had talking to you guys I started focusing a little bit more on the data and, yeah. and the, the kind of click was you know the data is actually something I could action fairly quickly right yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and it, it's funny because when you're trying to secure systems and you're dealing with your IT department and all this stuff it, it can be very slow there can be a lot of resistance and this and that but once you start talking about data then all of a sudden you've got oh well then your, your legal department's involved your data protection's involved uh, all, all of a sudden they're willing to give you resource and time and yeah. cycles to, to fix those things they may not understand yeah. oh we, we need to get our patch level up for a certain thing or we need to improve our asset management but they understand that oh we got an awful lot of data there and it doesn't, it doesn't need to be accessed by so and so so yeah let's let's fix that do, do then, you think quite often security guys think that data is their problem <laughs> do, do they see that they, data is being a part of their core role or they because sometimes we you know we have conversations with you know, security professionals, and they're kind of almost a bit dismissive that, ah, oh, that's not really our bit. No, we're, we're interested in, you know, firewalls and all that stuff. It's not about the data. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, I think it's, it's part of that disconnect between security and the business most of the time. But the, the, the data is the business, right? Or it's, it's very business relevant. That, that's why the yeah. business has all these information systems, all these, these computers that have and process the data. Um, whereas, yeah, we're, we're used to be more computer geeks where we don't actually do stuff with the computers. We just play with the computers themselves all the time. But that's not why the business doesn't buy thousands of servers and tens of thousands of endpoints to play with them. They, they need them to do a business function uh, and they are information systems. So they have information on them. Um, so yeah, I do. I do think there is, there is a disconnect there between security and uh, even it in general, that they, they don't, I think it's it's definitely improving, but there is that kind of disconnect between the data. Yeah, we we look more at, at systems, and I I certainly look more at systems. I still do look at systems, but I'm, I'm prioritizing the data a little bit more uh, because it's it's easier to action quickly. It can significantly reduce your exposure, and um, the business we may be disconnected from the the value of the data, but the business isn't. And that means you typically get a, you'll get a lot of support from your DPO and your head of legal and and, and uh, yeah and your executives because they, they understand the value of that. So you'll you'll tend to find it's it's easier to round up support to clean up the data than than this to get the systems. Interestingly, 
the, the flip side is also true from the data protection side. So I find that the people who are very concerned about uh, you know, the legal side of things, the GDPR compliance, the legal processes, how data is, is you know, acquired, stored, processed, disposed of, um, they're very concerned about the data and the flows and everything. But they tend to be completely in the dark as to the information security side of things. You know, they go through all these processes to make sure that you're GDPR compliant and you've got all these controls around your data, but then they have no idea that it's going to go sit on a database server that's you know six years end of life missing. Yeah. I guess it's a different language, isn't it? I, I, yeah. It's not a language they're familiar with, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's surprising just how, how siloed it is. And I remember going to... Um, was it the, e the EU Data Protection Summit back in November last year? And I don't know why these people invited me to this conference. It's, it's the same organizers as PrivSec, and I've, I've been to PrivSec before in Dublin. And so they invited me back for this one. But PrivSec was privacy and security. This one was just GDPR. So I was like, I, I'm going to talk about information security all the same. And this room full of lawyers, and they just had no idea of what was going on. In, in the IT and information security space. And it was very, very interesting because I had, I think, about 80 people in the audience and I had LinkedIn, LinkedIn invitations from more than half of them as I got off the stage already. And I had law firms approach me like we had no idea that there were all these additional risks about how it's actually stored and this and that, uh, asking to do portfolio assessments. So I, I think, yeah, and I think I've mentioned this to you before, like you guys should go talk to DPOs. And uh, I've, had, I've had several kind of DPOs approach me and say, I, I think our IT or our security people might be a bit like the, uh, the people you're describing in your talks where they've got their blinders on to the business. You know, could you come in and kind of do an assessment to see how our, you know, on paper data protection processes match up with the actual systems and infrastructure? Um, so that's an interesting uh, disconnect there as well. I think, I think there could be, there, there, there's a booming market for uh, for data protection and, and the GDPR compliance products, that, that, that could be quite great for you guys. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, GDPR is obviously uh, is a, is a big driver for a lot of organizations um, buying our stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a massive one.